This is the Season Long Podcast in support of the YouTube channel Season Long Baller. Happy New Year to you. We haven't done a podcast. This is number 42, and we haven't done a podcast in a few weeks. Uh, Last one we did uh, prior to Christmas, uh, the week before Christmas, actually, on December 18th. So, Happy New Year to you and yours, and I hope you are looking forward to a prosperous New Year. So, let's hop right on into it and take a look at what happened in the uh, since the last time we did the season long podcast we'll highlight a few games we'll talk about what's coming up and for the first time this season we can look at some of the nba superlatives so we have all that coming up now the wizards last week or well on the week of christmas uh, took on the orlando magic the the toronto raptors had a loss against the brooklyn nets and had a victory on the uh, last day of 2023 against our nemesis, the Atlanta Hawks. So with starting right there, we'll go with the uh, game against the Orlando Magic where the Wizards killed the Magic 64-39 in a game that was not really close uh, once we got into the second quarter. But the key factor here is that Jamon Summers had a career-high 15 rebounds. Now, two things of significance. One of those is Jamon Summers with the career-high um, 15 rebounds. You'll notice, actually, that Summers had almost as many rebounds as the rest of his teammates combined. Uh, The rest of the Wizards had 16 rebounds. Summers had 15 rebounds, all defensive rebounds. More significant than that, and probably something that played a part in Summers having so many rebounds, is Daniel Gafford was injured in the game. Gafford, I'm not really sure exactly where he got injured in this game, but that's significant again going forward. These Wizards are a much different team without Daniel Gafford, and you see he only played... 11 minutes granted it was a blowout but he only played 11 minutes had 10 points and only two rebounds before he exited the game which again i'm not really sure where he exited the game but he would miss the next couple of games for the wizards and one of those games that he missed was a loss against the brooklyn nets a team that the wizards have defeated twice already in Brooklyn and the first matchup was actually our live first live streamed game that we did on the channel and uh, make sure you keep it on our community Uh, look at our community page at the season long baller homepage here on YouTube we will be announcing another live game uh, sometime here in the near future as we get closer and closer uh, to the all-star break and before you know it, I know it's it's we're just talking about 2024 starting, but before you know it, we will be talking NBA playoffs. But the key here, Mikael Bridges had 23 points. You notice he's the only net in double digits. He had 23 points, three assists, three rebounds. In the second matchup between these two teams, Bridges only played about two minutes before he was injured and out for the rest of the game. Bridges had a good game here. Although it he's 7 out of 16 here, it appeared that he made um, way more than half of his shots. But again, he was the catalyst for this victory for the, um, for the Nets. And the Nets got a, a 73-65 victory. Now, one of the other key factors, the Wizards only shot 43% from the field. And that, again, is probably affected a little bit by the fact that Daniel Gafford wasn't around to catch those lobs from us, <laughs> you know, from me. And to uh, get some easy baskets for the Wizards, Jamon Summers went 12 out of 21 for 32 points. But Kyle Kuzma, the Wizards' second leading scorer, was only 5 out of 16 from the field. Another key game during our absence was a 64-61 victory of the, uh, for the Wizards over the Hawks. Key factor here, and again, 
Daniel Gafford did not play in this game. Daniel Gafford did play in this game. Uh, so that probably helped us from getting killed by Clint Capella, which is normally what happens. Capella with lots of offensive rebounds, and you combine that with the good shooting from Trey uh, Trey Young, and we usually have problems with the Hawks. This time, Wizards finished with a 64-61 lead, uh, 64-61 victory, despite nearly blowing the game at the end. Uh, I fouled uh, Trey Young, for example, on a three-point uh, shot. He missed the shot, hit all three free throws, and that's one of the key factors in this game. But the Wizards, despite getting in their own way, did manage to escape with the victory again, uh, 64-61. The Wizards then traveled to Cleveland to to open the year on January 3rd, and I must say, loved shooting in Cleveland. Now, on NBA 2K23 last season, the Wizards did a um, road back-to-back in Milwaukee, and the Wizards won both of those games. Well, this season, the Wizards did road back-to-backs against the Cleveland Cavaliers. The first of those two games ended up being a 20-point blowout for the Wizards, 91-71. to Notice, Jamon Summers, 9 out of 14. And as you know, Jamon Summers is our player build, and that's the player we are always playing with. 9 out of 14 uh, from the field, 5 out of 6 from 3. 25 points to go along with seven assists. The second matchup on January 5th was even better for Jamon Summers. Again, loved shooting in Cleveland. 26 points on 10 out of 11 from the field and four out of five from deep. So the only shot we missed was beyond the three-point arc. Again, uh, 26 points for Summers to go along with eight assists and three rebounds. And Kyle Kuzma was on uh, stacked on top of that with a nine out of 12 uh, performance himself. Wizards shot well from the field because of that, uh, of the two leading scorers for the Wizards there, both having great shooting nights and beating the Cleveland Cavaliers 73-60. to The next matchup, the next day on January 6th, two days ago, Knicks taking on the Wizards, and this was a big game. Part of the reason, the Knicks and the Wizards are the one and two seeds in our simulation right now. Only a half game separating the two teams when they met in D.C. When they met the first time in November, it was the first game that Daniel Gafford was out injured, and the Wizards got a 58-51 victory. But as you see here, the Knicks in um, D.C. this time turned the tables exactly with their own 58-51 victory over the Wizards. The key factors here, no Daniel, um, sorry, Daniel Gafford did play, but a 39% from the field uh, shooting for the Wizards. When they met back in November, the Wizards shot lights out from the field, and that was a key factor in negating the loss of Daniel Gafford in that particular matchup. But the Wizards only shot 39% this time and get the tables turned 58-51. to Now, taking a look at some of our uh, MVP, I mean, some of the awards uh, leaders right now for the uh, our simulation, and this is the first look that we have got at these all season. What's probably no surprise, the most valuable player leader right now is, well, us. <laughs> Jamon Summers, our 6'5 point guard out of William & Mary. 
Notice that the fatigue up here is sluggish. Summers leads the league in minutes played. I wonder, can we continue this pace throughout the season as Summers is leading the league in scoring by a large margin, 27.1 points per game. That is nearly 10 better than the second leading scorer, which is the man that is fourth in this list, Steph Curry, who's averaging 17.5. But Summers averages across the board a 5.9 rebounds and the similar number of 5.9 assists. The assist numbers is best in the league. So he's leading the league in scoring, leading the league in assists, and in the top 10 in rebounding. So that is right now your uh, leader in the most valuable players. Now, rookie of the year, well, obviously it's Victor. The key thing here is you'll notice Chet Holmgren is number two on this list. Chet Holmgren wouldn't be a rookie in our simulation, actually. Even though in real life he was injured and didn't play at all last season for the Oklahoma City Thunder. In our simulation, um, Chet did play and finish third in our Rookie of the Year voting on NBA 2K23 behind Jamon Summers and the actual Rookie of the Year winner last season, Paolo Bencaro from the Orlando Magic. So Holmgren is second right here, followed by Brandon Miller of the Hornets, who is third. Your sixth man of the year, probably no surprise here, Chris Paul, um, leading, well, not the leading bench score, but averaging uh, 8.4 points a game coming off of the Golden State Warriors bench. Defensive player of the year right now, Miles Turner, although he has a uh, right elbow ligament problem with two to, and out two to, four, uh, two to four months. And that will be significant for the Wizards because we've already played the Pacers, as you know, three times this season and have our final regular season matchup with the Pacers coming up just a little bit later on this week. That could be significant with the Pacers not having Miles Turner. Most improved player, Obi Toppin from the Pacers, uh, averaging 6.8 points per game. I would argue that if you could carry the stats from our NBA 2K23 into NBA, K NBA 2K24, that Jamon Summers would be another serious threat here. Last season, Summers averaged around 17 points per game, averaging 27 right now. A big 10-point jump in scoring average, uh, a little bit higher in the assists. So I would argue that Summers might be able to win this award. But again, much like the Chet Holmgren thing, can't transfer those uh, stats over from 2K23 to 2K24. And that affects uh, affects what you see here in terms of uh, the voting. So Obi Toppin leads uh, along with Thibel, the small forward, uh, former Sixer for the uh, Portland Trailblazers right now. The Kia Clutch Player, first time that this award will be in our simulation. Jason Tatum is leading with 13.1 points per game in the fourth quarter, uh, followed by Shai Gilgis Alexander, who we will be seeing later on today when we take on the Oklahoma City Thunder on the road. And then Jalen Brown from the uh, Celtics as well. So what a combination you have right there. And actually, I am incorrect. Tatum and Brown are averaging 13.1 and 11.2 respectively uh, per game, not just the fourth quarter. Keep in mind, we do play six-minute quarters in our NBA 2K24 simulation. So all the stats you see do look compressed because all of those uh, stats are based on six-minute quarters. Now, the season awards right now, player of the month, uh, for November and December, you'll notice in the Eastern Conference is, well, it's me, <laughs> Jamon Summers, uh, with the um, leading the, uh, well, getting, getting the award in the months of November and uh, December. Now, let's take a quick look at some trades. We had, of course, as you know, the significant trade in the actual NBA, uh, which sent OG Ananobi to the Knicks uh, in exchange 
for uh, Quickly, Emmanuel Quickly, and R.J. Barrett. There were some other players, of course, involved, draft pick involved as well. But that's not what happens, as we talked about in our Knicks game uh, from a couple days ago. That's not what happens in our simulation. And just to illustrate part of that, Larry Nance Jr., we'll be seeing him a little bit later on since he now plays for the Thunder. And that is a trade that will happen in our league. And you'll see some players every now and then changing teams that are not changed in real life. Now, when we go next season into NBA 2K25, rosters will reset and the season will start just as it will for the real NBA. And you may see the computer uh, make trades. Another trade, Duncan Robinson traded from the Heat, which I guess in a theory years ago might have happened. But in this key trade, Duncan Robinson goes from the Heat to the Hawks. And Clint Capella goes from the Hawks to the Heat. In real life, that'd be actually a very interesting trade. I guess Capella would be backing up Bam Adebayo. Hmm, I'm not sure. Would that work? And then Duncan Robinson would add even more shooting to the Hawks. We'll have to see what happens. We've only played the Heat once this season. We did lose to the Heat. Right now, the Heat is. Uh, I, t- I talked about the Knicks and the uh, Wizards as the one-two seeds in the East. Right now, the Heat are the third seed. And have acquired Clint, Clint Capella and Wesley Matthews Jr. Uh, I'm sorry, Wesley. Ma- yeah, Wesley Matthews Jr. Interesting to see how that will play out. But again, just another illustration of how our league will be different, and we will see that when we uh, play the Hawks in the Heat. Again, two Southeast rivals. We played the Hawks a few times, but we have not played the Heat. But as I mentioned, just once, and the Heat took that victory back in uh, early in the season in October. Finally, um, one other trade to highlight here: Trailblazers trading Jamari Grant for uh, to the Hornets to for for uh, Terry Rozier, third shooting guard, and Edmund Sumner. Again, a pretty interesting trade there. It affects us mainly because Grant is now in the division playing for the Hornets. So I guess Jeremy Grant would man the four beside Brandon Miller at the three. Does that give, I don't know who's playing the two, especially since you traded Sumner in this deal as well. So that's an interesting look for the Hornets. I don't know how. We'll see how that plays out. We haven't finished playing the Hornets yet this season. So we'll see how that uh, plays out as well. Now, just a few other stats to mention from Summers. We talked about the leading scoring and him leading the league in minutes. But uh, he is shooting nearly uh, just a little over 57% from the field. He is also leading, as I mentioned, leading the league in in minutes played at 20.1 a game. Again, six-minute quarter. So 20 of the 24 minutes, Summers is on the floor for the Wizards. Uh, Three-point percentage. Summers is over 47, just a hair over 47%. And that is good for seventh in the league behind, uh, just behind uh, Steph Curry. And free throw percentage. Jamon Summers leads the league in uh, free throw percentage at 95.2%. And that is actually better than it was last season when he led the league. And he was just a hair under 93%. So, again, as I was mentioning, that improvement in terms of uh, the most improved player of the the year. Again, I think you could give votes to Jamon Summers. Can't give him everything. Now, we'll, (laughs) we'll end on a bad note. Summers is again leading the league in points allowed per game at 13.5. I know, shame, shame. I don't even want to look at that stat anymore. We're working on trying to get better at that. But again, 13.5 points allowed per game, even though we have made some decent defensive plays during the season. All right, so later today, 
uh, or actually all this week, Wizards are back out on the road, and it will kick off later today against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Hope that you will join us for that. We've mentioned the Indiana Pacers a couple of times because of Obi Toppin and Miles Turner being out. Well, we will be playing them on Wednesday, and then on Saturday, we've got our nemesis, the Hawks. We will see. We will get a look at the new look Hawks who made the deal with the Heat with Duncan Robinson and not Clint Capella. And Capella's been killing us on the glass. So. In a way, this is probably good. To be fair, Capella's backup Okongu has killed us on the glass as well. So maybe the Hawks know what they're doing. Maybe Okongu will do the same damage to us that Clint Capella usually does. And that means the Hawks haven't done, haven't lost anything against us and got another shooter. Now, will Duncan Robinson start? I kind of doubt it. But more punch off the bench? Maybe that's the whole strategy for the Hawks? Well, we'll find out if all of this works on uh, Saturday when we play the Hawks in Atlanta. So we hope to join you for all of that again. Happy New Year. Hope you've enjoyed Season Long Path Podcast number 42. Thank you for listening and check us out later today when we take on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Thank you. Have a wonderful rest of your day. That's it for Season Long Baller. Peace.